Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's bring in Jane Slater, reporter, NFL Network, covering the Cowboys for a long time now. She does inside training camp every day starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. And Jane is joining us live now. All right, so, Jane, we've got some breaking news on the Cowboys, and I'm going to let you uh, serve it up to the audience. What is the latest Mike McCarthy is saying on Dak? Yeah, Mike McCarthy just on the podium there in Oxnard, California, saying that Dak Prescott, they're going to take a step back, but it's not a setback. In other words, they just want to be a lot more conservative with this throwing shoulder. What does that mean? That means we're not going to see him in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday, and we're not going to see him throwing at practice today. And I can tell you I was there on the first padded practice when it felt like a fairly innocuous injury, Colin. We saw him go off to the side, talk to trainers right before they got to team drills. And after that, he was jogging off the football field. And it was strange at the time that we're sitting around waiting for him to do what was a scheduled interview with a bunch of the local media. And that thing got pushed back a couple of hours. And we had a former player out there. And I said, do they normally take a player somewhere else if they need an MRI of some sort? And I was told yes. And then Around 6 o'clock, we got this update that he did, in fact, have an MRI that showed the strain. It was a latissimus muscle in his throwing shoulder. And so since then, we've seen him at practice. He's going through the drills. He's showing a lot of strength in his lower legs. And, of course, that ankle looks like it's been doing just fine because he's been working on the resistance cords, lateral moves. But every time we've seen him sort of marking plays or going through the motions of quarterbacks, he's not using that throwing shoulder. And anytime he gets the ball back to someone, it's with the non-throwing hand and it's sort of an underhand throw. So it doesn't sound like we haven't been given any indication that we should be concerned about this, but we haven't seen him throwing since that first padded practice back on the 28th, Colin. You know, it's interesting. I saw a promo this morning or last night for Hard Knocks on HBO. So I I, I watched it and of course it sucks me in. I, I love football and it's Cowboys. When you're there, because I, I, I've always said, ideally, distractions are bad for this league. Now, the Cowboys, because they're so popular, and you know Dallas is a major market, so you've got the NFL Network's there, and there's always an NFL reporter, and Jane Slater's there, and Peter Schrager's there, and the you know, so it's it's not the Jags, like, but this is a layer of a bunch of cameras. When you were there, did you sense the cameras? I mean, g- give me an idea what it's like. When the Hard Knocks crew is around football, I'm just, I wasn't there. I'd like to, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, it's so different than when the cameras were last there. I think the last time the cameras were there for Hard Knocks was back in either 08 or 03. Don't quote me on that. But even ahead of it, I asked, you know, someone within the building, I said, are you guys at all concerned about it? Because it's not like you get a choice when Hard Knocks comes knocking on your door. Not a lot of people get to pull the Urban Meyer and say, we're not going to have them in our building. They said when the All or Nothing cameras were there, they didn't really notice them because the cameras had gotten so much smaller from the last time that Hard Knocks was there. And honestly, that was sort of my feeling when I was there too. Now, keep in mind, I'm sort of used to the pomp and circumstance in Dallas. It really is different when I go and cover, say, the Saints in New Orleans or the Titans in Tennessee. Even Randall Cobb once said to me when he was in the locker room, just for a regular season game, it always felt like it was playoff media coverage. And so this was an outsider coming in to the locker room. And so I think if you're used to it, and a lot of these guys are a little bit like Tinkerbell, they sort of die without applause. That's what we're used to here in Dallas. I don't think it bothers them. If anything, I think it's given this group the sort of energy that they've needed. And there's a lot of guys with big personalities on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like it's sort of energized them in a little bit, a little bit of a way. 
You know, there's I, I see pictures, memes or whatever they call them. And uh, I saw one about a week ago and it, it showed uh, Zeke in some picture where he looked heavy. And that, like, really heavy, like uh, almost. Well, that was Joe Looney. That was Joe Looney, Colin. <laughs> okay, okay. And then I saw him in the camp, and I'm like, oh, he looked cut. So, was that ever? I mean, does there there are a lot of people now that are saying, okay, he's slowly declining. He has no has been in the great shape. Is that talked about in the circles? Is is that like an issue that Zeke's as good as Zeke wants to be in shape? So I will explain the meme. Joe Looney was a center here for Dallas that just signed with the Cowboys. And he came out one day at training camp with the cutoff shirt. Yeah. And it looked like a very large Zeke. So a lot of people had fun with that. Zeke did look like he just wasn't in the best of shape. I do think that, you know, a lot of people don't realize that connection that he and Dak had. And then you lost, of course, both of your tackles and Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith. And I think Zeke was asked to do a lot last year. And even he said, I'm not a fumbler. And I think it's something that he took to heart. I don't think he enjoyed being a punchline uh, in the media or with the fans last year, a guy that, you know, had performed so admirably the first couple of years. But I like to remind people, keep in mind who your offensive line was when he started. You had Travis Frederick at center. It felt like when Travis Frederick went out with the Bore syndrome, yeah. we started to see this O-line start to, to fall apart a bit, this great wall of Dallas that you've gotten so used to. You know, I think it was significant that he spent this offseason really putting in the work with a guy that's worked out with guys like uh, Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon in the offseason. And even he said he's the lightest that he's been since his freshman year at Ohio State. Uh, but when you look at the numbers, it was one of his worst years since that freshman year at Ohio State. In fact, he was behind Carlos Hyde when he put up those sort of numbers. So I think that we've even talked to Mike McCarthy about this. Do you want this to be a running football team? He says he wants to be it to be a winning football team. And there's a lot of guys to feed. When you look at you know, a guy like CeeDee Lamb last year, you've got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and then you're seeing the Titans come along again, Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. How do you possibly feed all these guys? What we saw when this team was successful – was you had to pick your poison. I think that's what they're hoping to go back to, but that starts with ball protection. And even I thought it was interesting that Zeke said that he said the hopes of your team ride on that football and not dropping. Well, the hopes of the Cowboy fans rode on it too this year. So I think it's, it's, it's significant for him more importantly, because he got paid two years earlier and a lot of the fans haven't let him forget that. But when you talk to Mike McCarthy, it does seem like he's got a great amount of respect for Zeke. A lot of people don't see the Zeke, that a lot of his teammates do, which is the guy that's at the front of the class. He's a quiet leader. Uh, but I do get the sense that he's taken a lot of this stuff to heart, and it's really showed with the way that he showed up at training camp, Colin. By the way, Mike McCarthy at practice. Do you sense the leadership? Last year you couldn't go to camp. There wasn't a camp. Your takeaway on McCarthy in a couple of minutes, your, your takeaway on his presence as the coach of the Cowboys. He says this feels a little bit like the first year, and we were able to be at practice in sort of a limited capacity. We were pretty far removed from them, but it just felt flat last year. And, you know, I was able to dump out a little bit of my reporter notebook when I told you about how the players felt about this defensive staff last year. There was just a failure to connect. In other words, I don't think a lot of these coaches like Jim Tomsula and Mike Nolan were adequately prepared for COVID, which happened two years into Mike McCarthy's, you know, being named the head coach here. And I was told that when you know, the Zoom would sort of spark out and the players weren't able to get online. They were they were checking out and you're trying to introduce this new scheme and the guys just weren't feeling it. There wasn't the music at a practice. Now we've got Mike McCarthy over a loudspeaker. We were kind of cracking up during minicamps and OTAs. Where is that, that sound coming from? Is that Mike? He's literally mic'd up at practice. So you see him barking out things. They're doing a lot of down and distance. They're focusing on situational awareness. And 
I think he sort of went back to the drawing board himself, and I think Dan Quinn really helps him. In other words, well, he's focusing on the offense, and of course he's got Ben McAdoo there helping him out as well this year. You've got Dan Quinn that's gotten these guys to buy in so much to his system. I mean, it was even reported, and he players talked about this, he had players listening to run DMC lyrics and it was a lesson in note taking. He wanted them to take away the most important things from that song. And so he's connecting with these players. Now, a lot of these guys weren't born when the run DMC song came out, but he's trying to get on their level. And when you see him out there literally going bull in the ring with these guys and working with them, like, you know, out there on their technique and he's got his J's on and the backward hat. I think it resonates with the guys, even seeing Randy Gregory really perk up someone that connected with them during his pro day back at Nebraska, having these guys volunteer how much they love Dan Quinn this early. They weren't saying that about Mike Nolan yeah. and Jim Tom Sula last year. Yeah, good stuff. Jane Slater, NFL network. She just reported the story that uh, Dak has had uh, not not necessarily a setback, but they're going to, you know, probably fewer reps over the next few days. Jane, great stuff. Uh, great stuff as always. Thank you so much. And congrats on your abs. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're almost visible. We're just a couple of days away from them being visible.